So did you see fig, fig.io? No. What's fig.io? It is a launch HN yesterday. So this is a YC-backed company. And they uh, basically implemented autocomplete for terminal. Oh, so, I did see this and I forgot its name. It is uh, pretty cool. I, you know, they're basically everything you want to know about it is uh, just right in this GIF on their homepage on fig.io. And uh, yeah, when you're like typing commands in terminal, it gives you kind of like, you know, a little autocomplete dropdown that's, you know, a lot more uh, graphical, I suppose, than what you typically see. Um, well, typically you don't really get autocomplete at all in terminal unless you, you know, hit tab or something and it'll just print the options. Uh, this is in Z shell. Back, I only just now switched to Z shell. Previously, I was using bash and there was no autocomplete of, uh, you know, git branch names or anything like that. Um, but yeah, you know, now like as you're typing, it kind of like gives you the little drop down and you can just like use your up down arrow keys to like choose what you want. Uh, it gives you, as you type, you know, commands in, uh, at least in Git and there's some, you know, kind of mechanism for people to kind of provide like, you know, the community can add additional plugins, uh, to the code to basically, mm -hmm. uh, give it the information required to do autocomplete on, on other commands as well. Um, it like you know, autocompletes and actually like shows you, uh, some basic documentation, like kind of helps you out as you're typing commands, tells you like, you know, you type git pull and then it like kind of, uh, shows you that you need to put in like, you know, the remote name and then the branch name or something like that. Um, mm. and so there's, you know, a lot more information being surfaced here and it, it looks really slick and, uh, I think it's pretty neat. That does seem cool. I wonder, did you see the reaction from, from HN? I no. haven't read the comments, but I was, there are quite a few things that are very similar to this, which I'm normally okay with, and I'm okay with that here, but just the autocomplete as a entire product seems like more of a feature to me. Uh, so I'm, but I'm sure they have lots of other ideas. So I guess I'm excited to see what else they, what else they do here. But Z for example, Z shell does have an extension that allows autocomplete. It does, the UI is not quite as nice as this, but like you can, Z shell has like an extension system as well. And people have made extensions that autocomplete. My, what I've seen of those, uh, in the past is that those are like type ahead autocompletion. So like, as you're typing, like, you know, I'm going to keep using the Git example, like Git PU, then it kind of in like lighter gray font or something, it kind of autocompletes the SH as like a suggestion and then you hit tab to autocomplete it that i would consider to be a totally different autocompletion paradigm than what they have which is uh, they describe it as vs code style which is you know you get the drop down kind of underneath your cursor the autocompletes like all matching suggestions and then you can like arrow down to the one that you want well now i'm upset for two reasons because xcode had that feature long before vs code yeah well so. <laughs> i don't know if you've heard but VS Code is uh, the only IDE that uh, is Microsoft is going to let us use here soon. <laughs> um, okay, I mean, yes, I uh, there are also some extensions that allow for drop down though. Okay, but um, but yeah, the UI doesn't look quite as nice. But I just it feels like a feature, but it feels somewhat obvious that it's like very much a feature. So I'm kind of curious to see what else is uh, on their roadmap as a YC backed company. Yes, I think their tagline is very specifically hmm 
more general than just the autocomplete. It's your terminal reimagined. Okay. But this is the kind of thing where I've, I've got to, I've, I'd love to see their YC application. Like how they twist themselves into knots trying to explain how this is going to be a, a billion dollar company. But uh, uh, yeah, looks like know. also from their uh, job listing, they are not just a YC backed, but have VC funding from General Catalyst and Kleiner Perkins. So, wow. Well, that's, uh, that's something. Good for them. Okay, they have their vision in the job description, and the vision is, we plan to do what VS Code did to the editor, but to the terminal. So, okay. So, is I, it, okay. Is it me, or is that, like, very awkwardly phrased? We plan to do what VS Code did to the editor, but to the terminal. I don't know. I'll allow it. Let's move <laughs> on. <laughs> what else is on Acronews? Well, let's see what else I wanted to say. There is a new Stripe announcement feature thing and mm -hmm. new stripe features always get a lot of attention and they're usually super cool and this one seems to be pretty sweet and as usual for stripe announcements had one of the founders uh patrick Hollison, in the in the comments mm -hmm. explaining that yes lots of other people <laughs> have done this for speaking of our my complaints from the last story but that um and they give credit to a lot of other uh companies and especially um international companies where this is more popular but what the feature is is the ability to send a link to ask somebody to pay for something so don't need any code don't need a website you can just i message somebody a stripe link a payment link and they click on it and they pay right from the link that is nice yeah do you have to create the link through an api or uh, nope uh so it's through there. the dashboard i think so it's just it's uh, no code required Okay. And it is, uh, hmm. is it like a one-time link or you can, you know, it's like you create a new link for every, uh, every time someone asks you, you know, for it or is it? That's just... a good question. They probably have both, but I haven't actually, I haven't played around with it, but, um, okay. no, it does not, it does not have to be a one-time link because it says you can, uh, share, you can paste or embed the link anywhere. And the same oh, yes. payment link can be shared with many customers across multiple channels. Okay. Yeah. That's the big difference then. Cause you know, with Stripe checkout, you've had to create a, uh, whatever it's called, a checkout intent or something, some sort of payment intent that you then pass into the checkout link or something. Um, so basically, mm -hmm. like every checkout, like uh, every time you want to show someone a Stripe checkout page, you need to create a kind of fresh session for them. Um, so this is distinct. This is completely different then in that it's a persistent link. And that's extremely cool. Yeah, uh, looks pretty sweet seems like it'll be uh, useful for a lot of a lot of creators and uh, merchants mm -hmm. and stuff trying to sell things yeah though I guess you will still need a website to get people to know what you're selling and to, to you know convince them to actually buy it uh, yeah I guess so I guess you, you can could just eat. pop them out yeah that's right which is super nice very cool let's see how about uh, this free node stuff back uh, coming back around for even more controversy oh what is the controversy this time uh so like basically currently like a bunch of the top stories on the front page are about how you know freenode is like you know was a big like irc i don't even know what the term is it's not a channel it's just a irc project mm -hmm. uh, network rather and so it was basically like sold to some, I don't know, big private equity firm or something like years ago. And the firm promised never to interfere in the operations of Freenode. 
and then they immediately or you know just recently started uh doing that someone started like oh man i can't even remember what the details are but they started pissing off a lot of the you know major irc you know major channels on freenode uh, including the ones for like Postgres and like a bunch, you know, a few of the Linux distributions, like all these really big open source channels. Mm-hmm. And so a bunch of them like upped and left to create their alternative to Freenode called uh, Libera Chat, Libera.chat, mm-hmm. which is like a new IRC network. Uh, and like pretty much all the big channels are switching over to Libera. Uh, and now, like the channels that have declared that they're switching to uh, Libera, even if they haven't yet like migrated all the data over or whatnot are basically getting hijacked by these like moderators by these like the owners of Freenode, and uh people are getting like booted off the channels and uh all this crazy stuff so wow somehow Freenode Freenode is just like totally like self-destructing right now that is very interesting yeah <laughs> i mean the promise buying something with the promise to never change it is uh never a good sign it's literally never ever worked yeah it's insane there's like four different stories here right now it's upheaval at freenode uh, at freenode uh the gen 2 freenode channel has been hijacked freenode ops take control of 700 channels and then uh then there's the little one week of libera chat like fun blog post which is just from the libera chat people talking about how many users they've gotten in the first week of existing uh, and they're doing great. They've got this nice purple and blue website that I like a lot. And uh looks like they already have, yeah, the Wikipedia channel, the Ubuntu channel, Postgres, the IRC V3 working group, Source Hut, a bunch of others. So they just basically immediately became the dominant IRC network in the world. Wow. Good for them. That's wild. All right. Well, there's some late breaking news this morning which is that and it has been rumored for a little while but amazon is buying mgm oh yes uh 8.5 billion dollars will reimagine movies and tv i this is wild this is wild stuff first of all it's it's weird how little this article had to say about mgm like it basically said it owns the james bond franchise and the cable channel epics and which is like i don't know i don't know if anyone really cares about epics like it really feels like this like c tier cable channel Uh, (laughs) yeah then they talk about how uh you know specifically the james brand uh james bond franchise itself like the kind of streaming rights to it are owned uh by the broccoli family who's like owned you know have been the producers of the bond films for a long long time and like may they may not actually be able to like stream them on Amazon Prime Video for some time. Hmm. I I believe is what was being said here. Okay. Unless they're just referring to the difficulty, maybe Amazon won't have any power to create new Bond films. Maybe that's that's the problem. Anyway, it, it's certainly not like they just like have, you know, the rights to James Bond and can do whatever they want with them. There's still like other parties involved here. Okay. And then a lot of their the shows in question have already been licensed out for these five like five year streaming deals. Uh like The Voice is currently like has the NBC owns the rights to them. So it is definitely a long term play where, you know, they're not necessarily going to just immediately be able to put all of these uh epic shows, uh like The Voice or uh let's see, Shark Tank or Fargo or Vikings 
on Amazon Prime Video because the rights are, you know, have already been contracted out. Right. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it feels, hmm, it's, it's a pretty interesting deal. Like MGM is just so like, so iconic, uh, that I feel like, I don't know, it just like gives them a lot of legitimacy. Um, even if MGM hasn't really like, you know, been a super dominant like studio, uh, for a while. Yeah. Yeah. It is interesting. I guess, I mean, Amazon is known for their long-term plays, but it also feels like it's surprising that they need to buy uh, a big existing company like this instead of just thinking they'll grow out their own. But yeah, it is pretty odd. Yeah, the the tech plus media mergers world has uh, many many sad tales of unsuccessful acquisitions. Yes, that spin off a few years later. But um, <laughs> I guess they've they've thought through it and maybe they have a way to avoid that here yeah well the uh james bond franchise has been has made uh let's see seven billion dollars at the box office globally over the past uh 40 years across 25 movies so uh you know maybe they're just uh doubling down and uh you know saying they'll make them their money back over the next 25 james bond movies alone <laughs> wow so. that is a crazy statistic yeah i mean it's crazy that box office numbers for movies can just even approach the kind of numbers that you talk about in terms of like big tech acquisitions you know like if yeah. you know that like you hear about all these billion dollar companies but then like you know avengers endgame alone made like three billion dollars <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i weird i think of movies as just being like tiny compared to tech for some reason right and so yeah. it's surprising that like you know, it is actually like, I don't know, the numbers are in the same ballpark. That's true. It's been around for uh, 97 years, 1924, almost made it to 100. Insane. Oh, I guess it'll still, it'll still be considered a company, I guess. We'll see. Probably. They're not going to lose it. Yes. Yeah. I think, I'm sure they will. Yeah. I'm sure they'll retain it. But yeah, I feel like, I feel like Amazon Prime Video needs to step up its own, uh, you know it's original content i feel like they haven't really had any major major hits like the things that i watch on it are like the handmaid's tale i think that's on there oh that's on hulu yeah you know i don't think i've ever watched a a big show on amazon prime video oh the boys i don't think you ever um, watched that mazel oh mazel okay i won a lot of emmys yeah hmm maybe they're doing okay what if they just these weird anthology shows there's one that i keep getting ads for called solos that has like this insane cast and it's like i don't know it just kind of they kind of have this like hmm, this is the second or third weird anthology show there was one called modern love that was just like pretty universally reviled and now there's another one this it's got like morgan freeman and anthony mackie and dan stevens and anne hathaway and all these people in it and uh i don't know it just seems like they really have a type of show that they make hmm. and it's like not the kind of show that anyone cares about <laughs> <laughs> well uh i have a free tip for for the folks at amazon unrelated to unrelated to the shows they make which is just they should get two ra- random people sit them down tell one person to start watching a netflix show any show just as fast as you can go to netflix start watching a show tell the other person as quickly as possible go to amazon prime video start watching a show check the time difference between those two <laughs> it's it's crazy how hard it is like 
how do you get to Amazon Prime Video? Uh, you could Google it. I Google Amazon Prime Video every time, I think. <laughs> you could go to Amazon and then go to a dropdown and then hit Prime Video. You could find there's there's one like uh, single button for it if you're... If your browser window is big enough, you can get, uh, there's a little link to it at the top pane. Yep. Why not, why not just have a site with the domain name that people know? God, that's, this is so upsetting. When it's I click Amazon. on. Amazon.com slash Amazon dash video with a capital A, capital V. Okay. That's what I thought too. And then I got rid of it. I got rid of everything after that, and it didn't work. You have to put in the slash B after that. Oh, no. <laughs> this is true hell. Oh, wait, no. It doesn't even work even when you add in the slash B. You have B. to put in the ID? You need to put in all of these crazy parameters. Wow. I, I can't believe this. It's very upsetting to look at. Okay, Jeff, you know what to do. There's your there's your key. Don't you mean... uh? God, whoever took over from Jeff. Andy, yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Also, yeah, interesting thing. Like, I don't know. I don't know if Amazon is uh, really like thinking super long term or not. Like, the guy who was the head of content and mergers and acquisitions, Jeff Blackburn, got like he left Amazon earlier this year. So, like, it's sometime in the last five months. And then the new CEO came in and rehired this guy. And then (laughs) this guy immediately put through this deal. Interesting. Oh, wow. it's like it's all it's all kind of just in subtext in the last two paragraphs of this Reuters article so I'm I'm, I don't know I'm concerned I think I would I might uh you know I don't know if this is uh the result of some super long-term 4d chess move by Andy Jassy 